0: Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please, join your host, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word, and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains some mild adult language.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Animation Communication. Um, I'm your regular host person, Lady KP or Rachel, please don't call me Rachel unless you know me personally or else I will cut you. Um, Oh no, what have you done? You've given away your name, they're gonna just. I mean like, I don't want, like we've talked about this before, but I don't want like professional people being like, "What's I love Kim Possible a lot. And I'm just like, "Uh,
2: those (laughs) are my bad
3: decisions. (laughs) It's fine. It's though. like you you,
2: you you just shattered the illusion that you really are Kim Possible. How dare
3: you I, I, <laughs> I I said the twi- gaming community where everybody has gamer.
1: Oh yeah, I whatever. bet. I bet that's like, <laughs> really confusing. Like conventions are whole, a whole different like ball game. Anyway, um,
3: I used to be known as Princess Aura. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you like first name Mark, anyway? last name Applier? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, did you wear like a little crown when you went to conventions and stuff?
3: I did not. Oh, but I did do that once for a bit. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, and then we have Lauren as, as the usual person. Say yes. hi, Lauren. And yes, hello. Hi. <laughs> hi, Lauren. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> <laughs> and why don't we let her, um, our our guests introduce themselves? So whatever you want to say, Faye.
3: Oh, sure. Uh, hi, I'm Faye Mata. I'm a voice actor um, and I guess a streamer. Lately a content creator. It's so weird to say that because it's it's kind of a new thing for me. i <laughs>
1: Usually, way. like I have to like we I, I just did a YouTube video that will come out like well after we recorded this, so please watch it, guys. But you know I just I, I just address everyone. Check it out. Yeah, I just address everyone as um as influencers because then you got TikTok and I don't really get TikTok. I just know it's like a thing that you know exists. Do you TikTok at all, Faye?
3: uh I am on there Uh, okay I'm I'm about to get more active this is a really weird time because like I'm doing this uh, I'm kind of like not transitioning but more like adding another career (laughs) to what I've been Mm. doing already Uh, so it's been interesting trying to figure out everything like I set up a discord and a twitch channel YouTube TikTok, patreon it's it's a lot of things Um, and it's a little overwhelming but also very very exciting Uh, Yeah, yeah, it it, uh,
2: keeps you on your toes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so I've had this background as uh, a voice actor, but also as a competitive gamer in the past. Oh, that's (laughs) neat. That's different.
0: Yeah,
3: it's it's really fun. Uh, But yeah, I guess I've worked on a lot of video games and animations, lending my voice to them. And uh, yeah, I think that's what we're yeah, going to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's funny. <laughs> I'm
2: like, it, it, it's funny that every now and then it seems like Miraculous Ladybug seems to, to seep into a, a guest or two. And I'm like, yep, we've come back to full circle to Miraculous Ladybug because I'm like, I realized you were Kagami and I'm like.
3: <gasps> oh, yes. I am also in Miraculous Ladybug.
2: <laughs> and that means you were with Christina too and all that stuff. Yes, so that, that's, I love that's Christina.
3: Awesome. She's one of my best friends. Oh, it's cute. It's yeah, just, i miss it her just so seems much like a lot the pandemic fun. has put so much distance between my friends and i
1: oh yes yeah that is that is a yeah, mood e-
2: <laughs> even with everybody even if, if there's Everyone a bunch of people in that. la you True. can't see any yeah you can't see each other and it just it just sucks yeah
1: mm-hmm. i have to go i'm getting going back to work in march um I got i got notified today and then but i'm still like well I could go back to L.A., but kind of, like, what's the point? Because everything's just ill right now anyway. So mm-hmm. I hate Yeah. I hate this. Hope it ends soon. Anyway, that's been all of the podcast. It's just complaining about COVID. So um, we have one news story <laughs> because um, we're doing um, – we're trying to separate some of the news stories um, that I will talk about uh, relatively quickly, and then, Faye, if you want to give your – two cents in and Lauren you can too obviously um mm-hmm. okay so um I think there was an article dropped last week this week um I don't remember the source off the top of my head it's on my Twitter if it you really like, care I think
2: it was like within the past week I believe it yeah
1: came. yeah so um so my little pony stuff woo so um they just they're so if you don't pony I guess TLDR um do you know pony stuff or my favorite is rarity okay okay you know (laughs) you have a basic (laughs) understanding so anyway that's a lot of our people everyone's like backgrounds with my personal background and then that's all that andrew nice the whole thing anyway um so um so generation four ended last year um they had a pony life which is like a slice of life thing that no one really watched right
2: yeah, and actually, technically, it was twenty uh, nineteen when when My Little Pony F- Generation Four ended. I say last year. And then year, Pony Life was just, but yeah, I thought yeah. that, I that, know that series
3: ended. So I'm actually confused. Well, yeah, yeah, no.
2: So they had Pony Life, which was like a bunch of shorts uh, that they mm, that they aired throughout twenty twenty, and uh, it was. Uh, I remember when the design, the redesigns dropped for that. It, basically, they were almost like. Uh, chibi-fied versions of of the pony characters uh mm. used in pony life and the tone was very different a lot more like you know they use cell phones and computers and stuff like that in Ooh, pony I life see. versus versus uh uh friendship is magic which they didn't have any yeah, of that kind of stuff so it was very myth- different
1: cool I guess so well discord has yeah, a they cell were trying phone to do something time, in, in between out, so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, KP K- 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 had some had some things to, to to think about and say. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll make Discord's it quick. Because involvement.
1: Because, yeah. So, um, <laughs> the TLDR is the new The new generation. So it's not called Generation Five. It's called Generation Alpha for a reason. I will get will be obvious in a second. But um, it is taking place in the Friendship is Magic universe. It is not going to be its own thing. So we'll focus on new characters. But mm-hmm. um you know and it will probably be like somewhere in the future so think like star trek and then star trek next generation i think is what they're going for um so i have conflicting feelings about that because that was probably the best move because i think doing a whole new thing would isolate like a crap ton of people and hasbro Mm -hmm. likes making money but um also that means i have to talk about it every once in a while because um my favorite character, um, Faye, I guess, in, in case you need to know this, my favorite character is Discord, and he is immortal, so, and he can, he is definitely the character just to show up and chill, so I imagine he will get written into some of this new generation alpha stuff in in mm-hmm. normal character, and I'm like, oh man, now I have to talk about it. So I'm like a little defeated, but like at the same time, it's like, well, you know, I'm, like, it's it's bittersweet, like... But I do like talking about Discord, and now I only have to talk about Discord versus talking about, like, the whole thing. I'm not—I I like, I like Friendship is Magic, but, you know, reviewing the whole series and just only that has been um, emotionally draining. So, that's my mood. Yeah,
2: how I see it is uh, I really hope that they—I mean, they introduced new characters in, like, the epilogue of the series finale when it came to Gen 4. And I really hope they run with those characters or incorporate them in some way um, uh, as part of the segue into Gen 5, especially if it means taking place in the future. So I'm assuming if they want to say it takes place in the future, it's at at the point of the epilogue, because that way they can weave in Luster Dawn, who was the new uh, pupil under under Princess Twilight, who has now taken the role of Celestia uh, and Luna. And so... uh, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see how the how they'll carry it forward because yeah, everything that was laid out in Friendship is Magic was so strong. It it be and it's hard for especially when a fan base got so attached to that and they there's still so much more to unveil about that world, especially yeah. when it takes place in the future. It it'll be interesting to see.
3: Uh um, Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh it's actually so funny hearing you say things like Gen five, Gen four, etc. My <laughs> mind goes to Pokemon, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thinking of the different gens. Like when you, when you say the word, like Pokemon, just pops into my mind. But um, but anyway, your
2: Twilight Sparkle has evolved. <laughs> Super wings.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, that that show, that series, has changed quite a bit, and it's oh, funny yeah. because as a voice actor, I think about things like that, where uh, like for mm-hmm. example, I'm in the show called Lego Friends. Um, and Lego mm-hmm. Friends has had a few different iterations now. It's like Lego's version of Barbie, or this—it's like a group of friends, and and they all—I don't know—they just go on adventures. It's kind of they're slice Legos. Life-y. <laughs> they're Legos, but they don't look like Legos. It's, oh, well, okay. One version of it, it, they actually do, but actually, most of them they don't. They're just like three D animated girls, um, and people are like, "What? What does it have to do with Lego?" But it doesn't matter because young girls are just big fans of it. Anyway. Um, they have gone through big changes. Um, the the one where I entered, they they made some like race changes to to some of the girls. Like my mm. like the character that I played, Emma. Play Emma. Uh, she just had like black hair before, but they like straight up made her Asian uh, on the version that I'm in. And they made mm. Andrea uh, a black girl, and you know that kind of thing. And people had such a strong reaction to it. Like it was polarizing because these weren't the same girls that they knew before, but the Mm -hmm. creators were going a different direction and all of us were very nervous about it, but also, you know, kind of confident in the direction it was going, but it's, it has to be hard. uh, You know, when you're a fan of something and then, you know, you think you know, some characters, you have this attachment to these characters and suddenly they're very different. Um, Well, some of them are only only different in appearance, but in in writing, there have there have been like stronger choices made as well. But anyway, my point yeah. is, it's it's interesting, but also a a thing that I get nervous about <laughs> <laughs> whenever I'm uh, you know taking on a new role like that because these yeah. uh, some people were also recast so that they're, they're, they're like different voices too.
2: Yeah, I I it's uh, yeah, especially it, it seemed like in you know, the situation where some people stepped down for that, it was a. Uh, Kind of like Big Mouth, where Missy was recast, um, and uh, it, and I think of, of also uh, just yeah a lot of creative creative decisions being done in the middle of production on a show like that. Um, I think in a way, I could be wrong. I think the same kind of thing happened with Littlest Pet Shop because I they did have their version, which ran you know basically simultaneous to when. Uh, mlp generation four was running um and then they all of a sudden had not only a like an art style change i mean they had different characters entirely and the way that the characters interacted with the world was very different but i don't think they ever ended like littlest pet shop in general as you know they just suddenly style changed and cast different characters cast different voices everything (laughs) in the middle of a run um but, In yeah, the middle, it's that's just so interesting. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was never, I don't think, an official right announcement. Of, yeah, I don't think there was ever an official announcement of the end of that version of Littlest Pet Shop before they segued into the new version. All they did was they announced, here, you got new characters, and, and, and everybody saw it was new art style and completely different vibe. And I'm like, huh.
3: <laughs> There's definitely, there are definitely better ways to go about that. Like for the Lego Friends example, it was, it was a, it was clearly a new season, a new – no, just a new show overall. Like, it was mm-hmm. called Lego Friends Girls on a Mission as opposed to, like, Lego Friends. Like, they, they just rebranded a bunch of the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And young girls were growing up with it. But because yeah. it's a bunch of young girls, uh, I loved the fact that there was more representation. As, as yeah. like, a minority girl that grew up not like not, not seeing any dolls or anything that looked like me. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I thought it was – wonderful but it is definitely a different feeling when you're already attached to, to the way certain characters already were in your mind right mm-hmm. it's just jarring
2: yeah no totally it's it yeah I, I but yeah that's unfortunately with like with some changes it's like it kind of sucks when there's like some that are done and uh it's hard to, you know, detach from that when, but when you know that the direction of the show could be better or something like that, it's it's kind of like, you know, okay, but it's bittersweet. You, you may be attached to this now, but wait till you see what we can do with the new direction because I feel like it's a stronger direction to go in. And then it's—I guess it's the uh, Disney Disneyland ride effect. Whenever a ride gets replaced and they make improvements on it to make it better and more accommodating, is that people realize, "Huh, the, fa- the fixes are actually okay. We, what were we worried about?" Mm-hmm.
3: Change is just hard for people sometimes. Yeah, but we adapt. Yep, as a species. I mean,
2: <laughs> yep. I mean, what would life be without? adaptation really it's like oh yeah it's, it, hello 2020
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah biology
2: yeah if, if anybody if there was any point in time where humanity had to adapt <laughs> so quickly and so unexpectedly it was all within last year <laughs> yep Ah, uh, but yeah um so yeah i guess i guess we could wrap up on that point but yeah it'll be interesting to see with um with the with generation five to see where it goes um especially when they they yeah they said in their announcement that they yeah we need yeah we need a sun and moon we need (laughs) (laughs) oh and all we need is more regions too i mean they were already trying to incorporate more lands and stuff in friendship is magic they they should have more regions yeah,
1: <laughs> they established, like, there's a continent, but that's really all they did. They didn't, like, do much else. Anyway, generations are confusing, so math is hard, so we'll probably move on um, <laughs> from that, because I'm going to get confused about what we're talking about um, as far as Pokemon or not. I remember I-, I knew all the Pokemon when I was little, all the original 150, and I can't remember any of them, so. so. <laughs> Except, like, the really obvious ones, so, you know. Oh, it's a Charmander. Oh, it's the one... The pointy one, you know. Oh, it's the cute <laughs> one. They're all cute. Anyway, that was my. Meant-
2: I the like version. this. This pointy one. Which one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> one with the thing.
2: Which one?
1: <laughs> Gotta catch them all.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Faye, well, did anyway. you? Did I'm not. I don't remember if it was you, but were you the one who voiced some Pokemon?
3: Uh, I did. I have. Oh, talk about Pokemon. one.
1: Well just out of curiosity we can talk about it later but like um briefly who did you voice and, sure like, what uh,
3: chandelure um i have a chandelure snubble uh some what was it a baneary volbeats pansage lapras oh uh, yes
1: i know that one <laughs> 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 that's one of the 150 well,
3: that's one of my okay, favorites there you so go, there you. Go. um and uh i voiced the three pokemon nurses in uh in Pokemon Masters, it's a mobile game. Oh, and most of those are oh, from nice. Detective Pikachu, uh, the video game.
1: Oh, nice! Mm. That's always a classic. Um, yeah. Okay, Lauren, I'll let you um, get to the questions because you're better at reading questions than I do. But yeah, for, <laughs> as far as phony, yeah, Steven Universe future is coming soon in 2022 or whatever. So we'll we'll talk about it as it gets closer. That's a that's oh, a bad I love joke. Steven Universe. <laughs> Do you not like Steven Universe. No, no, I do, but like that's just like an easy way to describe instead of so, like Pokemon Generation Alpha or whatever's going on. Oh. It's
3: like, oh, it's
1: my little pony future, I guess, with different characters. Yeah. Oh, future. It. in the future. Here we are in the future. Okay. Go go ahead, Lauren, take it away.
2: And it's Ah I <laughs> just think of the screaming version of it. <sighs> <laughs> um well anyway uh I guess we'll get down to the nitty-gritty on this uh so to to begin with things how did you get your start in voice acting Faye
3: how did I get my start in voice acting um so there's a few different points in which I can <laughs> recall this uh I'll talk about the the time I did a live audition though um oh that's that, was, that's good yeah I did I did a live audition at anime expo uh, which is like the biggest mm. anime convention in the U.S., and I won yeah. that uh, some years ago. And I actually got the news um, that I I got the news that I was that I actually got a callback, that I got a role um, while I was at Evo, which is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. So oh wow, <laughs> it's just it's kind of funny how like my world is just influenced by all my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But, yeah, no, I, I didn't know that voice acting was even a thing back when I was just, like, messing around with my siblings, you know, imitating cartoons, video games, voicing them, um, until, like, conventions where you actually just see that there are people who represent uh, those characters somehow. Um, and it's so funny, because, like, now I'm one of those people doing that. Well, not lately, mm-hmm. because we're not going to conventions, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of come full circle.
2: That's really cool. I it, it, I always like the stories that people are like, you know, I was a fan, and then I became what I was a fan of, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, thing. pretty so... much.
3: I mean, have you been to have you been to anime conventions at all? Or oh yeah,
2: the the first time I ever went to like I, what I could say was a true convention actually was Anime Expo. <laughs> oh
3: okay, <laughs> so... there you go. So you and know how crowded... back when it, was,
2: when it was a lot smaller.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so now
2: it's become the new Comic Con where it's almost impossible to get in, Um, (laughs) but yeah. yeah.
3: So Mm -hmm. so Evo is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, and like Anime Expo, it's very very crowded. Reception can be really bad, and they were actually trying to call me a few times. Uh, In that moment, I was just like freaking out, Uh, or when they told me, "Hey, we've been trying to call you," I I felt so bad, (laughs) Um, and, and I was just feeling this. This rush of emotions like oh my god wait you're is this real like you actually want me to to be a role in, in, a, in an anime <laughs> or like you you want me to actually um like come to the studio and record some things uh plus like oh my god they've been trying to reach me did I almost miss my chance like so many things I was no, thinking at yeah. that moment including like oh I need to get back to the matches too <laughs> it was just so many things it was a uh, uh overwhelming it was overload but I was very happy for the most part
2: yeah it's like good luck trying to focus on on gaming after after you get news uh, like that yeah. Then, uh, yeah I'm feeling pretty great but okay wait, wait, yeah. where, where, where was <laughs> I <laughs> it's
3: really, surreal to say the least and it still is honestly
2: oh that's fantastic I, I yeah I I live for I live for moments like that where especially it just seems like again when you have like just really true genuine nice people that that they get their shot and it, it's just I, I it makes me very happy especially when it has a, just a humble beginning is you know I was like I was in the middle of a tournament and I got the news like mm-hmm. it was
3: I love it luckily it's, I wasn't playing uh, at the time but yeah oh, that was, <laughs> oh, imagine. can you imagine play. that
2: can you imagine <laughs> that, that? just crazy. being in the middle of a match and you get the news and then it's
3: just. Uh, <laughs> no, then there's, there's a lot of downtime between matches so it's fine <laughs>
2: and I guess uh so that was how technically how you broke into the industry was was through the the live audition
3: um yeah I'd say so I'd say so yeah that was that was my first introduction into the industry so what was
2: that what was that role what was your very first one
3: I was a role in Magi Labyrinth of Magic Mm, it was like some extra but I also played like I don't know. I had like a few roles that we recorded, uh, not simultaneously, obviously, but like pretty back to back. So it's hard to say, like, which one was my first one. Because the first one that I recorded was that, that one, Tiara, but I think something else came out sooner than that. Which one was it? This is a while oh, ago. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 it's hard I, to I did remember take a these peek things. at your
2: filmography. So I do remember that Detective Conan was one of your credits also on the, on the list. And it's so funny because I think in my mind, Somehow it's uh, because of the crossover with on the Third. I'm like it all comes back to Lupin nowadays because I'm I work in a, a lot of on the Third. Oh, that one is circles. actually one of
3: my most recent ones. Uh, oh really? The Detective Conan one. Yeah, if you're looking at IMDb, those things are horribly out of order. Like <laughs> yeah, it, it says I like, did. I hope it these says dates I did, are correct. No, well it said it says that I did Sailor Moon in like '96 or something <laughs> like that. that. And I'm like, this, I did that in 2020. There's just no way I did it in '96. He's a time traveler, um, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I was, I think it I was just goes by the, the series like, or something.
1: So.
2: No, that's that's it's great just though. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And, and was that, so. What about for like because especially you as a competitive gamer, um, and then being able to voice for video games. How did you? Wh- what was your first video game role?
3: Uh, my first video game role was, actually, it was it was for Detective Grimoire. I was just mm. I was just like a kid with a mic at my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um this was like a a flash game online. Uh yeah, so I would say that that was my first first video game one. Wow. Yeah,
2: because I have seen clips I've seen clips of the gameplay for for that. It does look really it looks really cute. Like I like the art style for it. Um and yeah, yeah but it, I'd say
3: that I mean that I don't consider like I wasn't even really in the industry yet. That was me like messing around online, and then that was a, the first thing that became real. You know what I mean? <laughs> like was people that could download like that game, play it on what? multiple platforms, etc.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say the um because some people get the the you know I, we actually just had uh, had Michael Kovac on our 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 mm-hmm. podcast recently, and uh, and he mentioned like he was he would look around at different like I guess job boards online and seeing what people needed voices for things for little things here and there Mm -hmm. did you ever do that as well looking at little opportunities to like lend a voice here and there on on projects yeah pretty
3: much I mean not not often though it's it's weird because voiceover wasn't something that I was like seriously pursuing at the time like even that contest that anime expo contest I was at just at Anime Expo, and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" People were like lining up for something, and I happened to mm. get in there before. Like it was, it just happened to be open because uh, they cut the line off pretty quickly. Apparently, I just happened to be there at the right time and the right moment. It wasn't like I wasn't planning to go there. I just noticed it as I was walking by. Got into the line, did it, and then I, I like won a call back. It was it was just oh, very wow. serendipitous. Um, so yeah, like I, I did do things online for fun but mostly because uh well I mean I was just trying to have fun I I like to draw actually and Mm. um yeah some some animator friends needed voices and female voices were scarce so I was like I'll give it a shot sometimes so that's that was pretty much the extent of me doing fun like random voiceover projects online uh so yeah it, it really wasn't until breaking into the industry where I uh, took it a lot more seriously. Wow, no, that's
2: that's great because I mean, I especially at least in my background, I come from from an art driven background as well. I studied animation in school and and, and 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 had a degree in studio arts and all a, a minor degree. uh And so I mean, literally, visual arts are, are my thing. Uh, but even before that, I was doing uh, like even as a kid, I was doing commercial work, so I had like. I basically was a SAG member at, like, four years old <laughs> because I, I was doing commercial work at that point. Yeah, that's um, incredible.
3: Yeah, so yeah like, everyone uh, has different stories. Like, I yeah. I mostly did, like, drama club in school, and I messed around with my friends a lot, but I didn't really consider myself an actor or anything. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I, I love voice work, though. I mean, even if I just do it just to, like, lend lend even a little bit of dialogue to, to something for fun, like, I'm just happy to do it because I – I I love especially when it comes to like animation any chance I have to do animation I love doing lip sync so being able, being able to work with vo- like voices and vocal performances and seeing how being oh, able that's to convey great.
3: that Not it's, a lot of Yeah, people it's do one like of my favorite that, things so that's great <laughs> yeah I'm just like do
1: lip sync that sounds like work yeah <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, nowadays, when you can do it digitally, it makes it a lot easier. I think yeah, about how painstaking it is to do it pencil to paper and having to manually true, true. do it and figure it out by ear. <laughs> <laughs> but when you can just scan through a timeline and flash or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. soundbite or soundbite. But uh, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, I love that when you can get uh, just literally through people, you know, who just need a little helping hand here and there that's that's some of the some sometimes some of the best work because especially when everyone's kind of doing it you, you just want to do it.
3: it's fun it makes you happy <laughs> yeah, actually honestly when I try to think back that far I'm pretty sure it was just like you know some friends wanted help with a project they were like, we need girl voices <laughs> we don't have girl You're voices. A girl, right? <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'll I had like some crappy headset mic or something <laughs> i I did it, but uh I don't know I guess. Sometimes you just do random things in life, and then you realize you actually have a huge passion for it because it just feels right.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I guess that segues into, like, did your gaming experience uh, ef- any in any way ef- affect or inspire your voiceover work in video games down the line?
3: Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, first of all, just, like, mentality. Uh, when you're playing competitive games, like, like a fighting game, for example, you, you have this, like, we call it like the grind mentality where it's about like failure and continuing and you just try to do better every time mm-hmm. and, and when it comes to auditioning uh, most of the time you don't get the role. You'll be lucky to get to book like 10% of the things that you audition for. Um, mm-hmm. So like mentality alone I think uh, like playing, playing in tournaments uh, helped a lot for. Um, and and it's not just competitive gaming; it's it's like all all of gaming. Um, mm-hmm. And one of my earlier jobs, a, a client said that um, they were just like super glad that I that I knew what the concept of summoning was because they had <laughs> a hard time explaining that to some other clients. If that makes sense, like uh, oh yeah, totally. yeah, because like there's a very specific intonation, incantation when you're when you're um, summoning something. Uh, and they're like, they are like, I guess they had a hard time describing that to some people. And that, like, when you can, um, when you can cut the process down really fast, it makes you more appealing to work with because, like, oh, okay, you're immediately on the same page. We can move mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah. So I think being familiar with a medium that you're performing in is is super important. Uh, but you don't like you don't oh, have yeah. to play competitively. You just need to know what it's like to. Well, okay. No, I think I think you could watch some, like, Let's Plays on YouTube, for example, right? But there's oh, also, yeah. I don't know, there's, like, to experience things, like, getting a rare critical hit off and, like, how hard, like, just, just like, knowing how much of a moment that is indicates, like, how much as, uh, that you as an actor should pop off at that moment, right? Like, it's different right. from um, from doing regular attacks and, and how much you just need to hold back doing regular attacks. Uh, or, like... I don't know if you're like mining rocks or something. You don't want to hear the character doing huge swings over and over at the top of their lungs. <laughs> that could be annoying right. for the player, even mm-hmm. if it's true that's how much effort it takes in real life. Uh, so, so yeah, it's like just knowing what those experiences are li- like, um, and even knowing to control yourself, where like not everything has to be huge. Like for those moments to stand out, you need to have the the more subtle moments. You need the like ha ha ha, and not always like.
0: <laughs> yeah. like, ah, nobody
3: wants to hear that. That's awful. <laughs> but they want to hear it when the moment really matters, right? Because then they get to feel really cool. And I think those those yeah, I think a true immersive experience is understanding those peaks and valleys.
2: Oh yeah, uh, I, I was gonna say with the with like I guess depends on the on on the game and stuff like that, um, and uh, vocal direction. it, it obviously changes from game to game, but for, uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think it's super important to be able to understand what you're, basically what you're getting yourself into when you're going in to voice for a project like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, I,
3: I played League of Legends before I got the role of Lulu. Oh, um, there you go. Like, I knew exactly what the context for the laugh was for. So, like, I intentionally in the booth made it kind of obnoxious and cute and spammable so that, <laughs> so that it would, you know of tilts people a little bit but also it's fun to use um, it definitely has scarred some people but it's I don't know it's kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to this day I still
2: think about like you know um, like I guess to use like a, a general example that a lot of people will be familiar with is uh, Kingdom Hearts whenever mm-hmm. you think about like the taunts that the enemies might use like especially if you think about the second one and how many people to this day cannot stand hearing uh, Demmicks saying, dance, water, dance, because they're just reminded by one quote of the awfulness that they had to endure over and over because they're dying to some dick with a guitar splashing you with water.
3: (laughs) Exactly, exactly like that.
2: But it means it's a good performance when people remember it, you know? So Yeah. so I love that you can still take pride in in those moments uh yeah. especially in well, the Yeah. Well some characters. of those so things
3: are like a writer thing, right? Like you should probably add some more variety to like the same type of move. <laughs> and then we'll record yeah. different alts of that same Oh yeah. same line so that it doesn't get too uh
2: repetitive. Yeah, nothing nothing like hearing the same three bites <laughs> over and over.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And then at one point you people going Uh, I can't stand hearing this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta have like putting the game on
1: mute, right? (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Oh yeah, and then people, but then you go, oh shoot, I need to hear what's going on. I can't have it on mute, and then you unmute it. God, what am I doing? (laughs) But yeah, that made me think of uh, uh, I was playing a. Treasure of the Sorcerer King, which is a loop on the third game for PS2. I've been getting back into playing more PS2 games lately. Uh, I guess a lot of people have because I, <laughs> I discovered when I went to go get my um, my PS2 uh, refurbished. Well, I should say just fixed up. Is that they said? Oh, a lot of people are getting back into their PS2. So oh, I've been seeing a lot of uh, a lot of repairs over the past few months alone <laughs> of how many people wanted to get back into their old consoles and go back to their old games. But um. But it's funny playing the game, because I purposely bought it just to, like, it was an older game, so it's like 2004 or something. But it's funny to hear, like, enemies with, like, literally probably three or four sound bites. And then when the, you hear them over and over again, and especially in a game as tough as it is, honestly, Treasure of the Sorcerer King is really tough because it's very strategic and they don't give you the direct instructions on how to do everything, especially when it's translated from Japanese. So they leave out a lot of stuff that you probably wouldn't be as intuitive to an American player or anything like that. So so there's like a lot of trial and error and because of the trial and error you hear these sound bites that were dubbed over in English, but it's like four of them and that's it and that's all you hear yeah. <laughs> over and over.
3: Um, <laughs> just what so is, so it? The, the is it the japanese versions also have different sounds right <laughs> so like well mm-hmm. like you'll get a lot of <laughs> and it's like we don't we don't really <laughs> <laughs> i think we have different exertions.
2: <laughs> yeah it is <it, laughs> yeah i think about yeah especially yeah thinking of dub overs in anime and stuff like that uh uh because it all depends on vocal direction, what the director will tell you how to, you know, what to do with this. Okay, try going this direction with it. Be a little bit more forceful, or be a little bit more cute. Be a little more, like, but this. but yeah, when you're given, the, it's like, okay, well, how did it sound in the original? And you hear that going, ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, I, I actually what I think is really cool though about uh, dubs in Japanese is uh you get to hear how far they are willing to go for some of the vocal performances. And you're thinking like, yeah, they go all out. I appreciate that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think but, it yeah. really depends on the context though. Um mm-hmm. Well, I I guess that's that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> we don't need to go into that right <laughs> now. <laughs> But it's interesting. Yeah. Like like to us, it sounds really, really, really cool because it's it's just like a, it's different. It's, um, I don't know, it's like the sound of anime for people, right? <laughs> yeah. But like I have Japanese like friends who are like, I can't stand it because like it's so overdone. <laughs> and it's like if you try yeah. that in English, it absolutely sounds overdone in English too, which is why that <laughs> even drives people crazy. But they're like trying to match the performance. But there's just something really charming about hearing that uh you know like exaggerated uh i'm just gonna say sounds like the, the, yeah. The, yeah, like it's not it's not how people would talk but it's it's what anime sounds like and that's really cool <laughs>
2: right yeah it does it's, it does it proves that it, like anime does really have a distinct sound to it that you wouldn't get in other medium and well i should say in other uh in other forms of animation where the dubs are different or the the, the mm-hmm. vocal performances are different it's something very distinct to anime and anime alone i feel
3: mm-hmm.
2: so i think that's really cool that you can kind of I- identify it um but yeah we're just to
3: match it as possible as, as much as we can um but i think it's also more important to keep Uh, you know a good sounding performance so you have to find like you as the actor and and the director need need to help find you know that common ground (laughs) where it keeps the intent of the original but the performance is still good and there and 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 you (laughs) or the character yeah
2: yeah I I guess going from into talking about anime a little bit uh for maybe what are some of your favorite Projects that you've worked on or favorite characters you've voiced.
3: Um, just anime. Uh,
2: it, it, it can be anime
3: and, and video games, but I'm am leaving it open to either. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, I have I have quite a few, and I'm I feel really fortunate that I could say that. But um, yeah, I have a few. Let's see. Um, Aqua from Konosuba really pushed mm-hmm. me as an actor. Like I think she 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 really let me play because she has so many big moments and smaller moments where she was, like, happy, crying, dejected, angry, taunting people, singing. And it's just, like, full of humor. So I had to have comedic timing. Uh, and she's, like, my favorite color. So, like, I, I have a lot of <laughs> things that I love about Aqua from Konosuba. Um, I also really like Petra from Fire Emblem Three Houses. She's, uh, she's, like, a wonderful character that I really relate with. But she's also... Um, I don't know. Just being in a Fire Emblem series is pretty cool. Although my first Fire <laughs> Emblem game was technically Smash. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Nico and Dead or Alive or Matera and Gramble Fantasy Versus like mean a lot to me. Uh, mostly because they are like my first fighting game characters and growing up with fighting game games it kind of like just meant a lot to me to be in a fighting game. Um, oh, yeah. I I voiced Barbie at one point. And I was mostly happy about that because it was a role that my grandma could actually recognize, and, oh, and it was wow. really hard to impress her. <laughs> it was really hard to please her, so so she was actually impressed with that role.
0: Oh, well, that's uh, fantastic! Yeah,
3: I uh, Astolfo from Fate Apocrypha. I I learned a lot through through him. Uh, a, like the fan base of Astolfo, like really blew me away. Uh, mm. Where where like acting as Astolfo was already fun because he's like an underdog and very positive and uh, kind of like a fun quirky character um, and he looks like what people would traditionally guess is a girl but um, but he just like pre- pre- uh, presents very feminine um, but identifies as male and I, mm-hmm. I, I learned through the Astolfo fan base a lot more about like the trans community or LGBTQ mm. type stuff that I, I did not I wasn't how do I say this I just I just learned a lot as a person yeah. through this, this character uh, through the fans going to conventions and people like like multiple Astolfo's coming up to me and telling me how much Astolfo meant to them not just because of like the character like the like my voice work but because how much that character meant to them to be comfortable mm-hmm. as themselves. Aww. And uh, and for me to kind of just be that, like, I don't know, physical uh, part of his creation that was there in front of them, right? It was just like, wow, I feel very special right now and almost like, like I don't know, so many different emotions. Like, should I even have been the one to play a stole ball? You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> um, but I was Am I like, worthy?
3: <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was very honored and humbled and and I mean I made mistakes even before I used the word trap to uh announce that I was uh voicing Astolfo like I'm everyone's favorite trap Astolfo and I was told very politely but I was I was informed that hey that's actually not a cool thing to say it's actually a derogatory term because we're not trying to fool people it's just you know This is how we are. And I was like, oh, wow. okay, I'm so sorry. Uh, So that's what I mean. Like, I learned a lot Mm. through a Stolfo. And that's just Mm -hmm. one example. There's a whole bunch of other characters. Uh, I mean, I appreciated huge, new, immersive fandoms with, like, Yukiko and Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I could go on. Every role means a lot to me. I could could seriously, like, gush for hours about my experience with each one. But we don't have that (laughs) kind of time. Uh, but those, <laughs> those ones very definitely telling. stand out to me
2: <laughs> yeah it's very telling though how much passion you have for what you do when oh, it's hard you. for you to even pick a favorite character because oh, there's so, so many that you yeah because it's like you you take a little something from each of them you know and with each role that you take and they stay and with especially, you
3: they're like a mm-hmm. part of you
2: yeah it's 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 and again like you said you learn so much from each of from not only working with each of those characters, but from the people that love those characters, too. uh, I think that's fantastic. Fans have
3: seriously moved me to tears, because you just never know sometimes how your work is going to affect other people. Because as far as you know, as the actor, it's like, oh, I'm going to create something cool. I go into a booth, and then I record these lines that are on the screen, and then... You know, and then that's it. And then it goes to mm. the editors. They, they put it together, the producers. And then maybe it doesn't even come out for a year or two or something. Like, it, it, it just, you just put it out of your mind. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, a rush of fans. And then them telling you how they're so happy that your voice, like your giggles in League of Legends as Lulu, uh, you know, put me in a good mood. And so I, uh, like, it got me through hard times, things like that. People told no. me very, very vulnerable stories and I'm just, like, honored, and, and I feel, I don't know, it,
0: I'm getting emotional thinking about it. It just, it means a lot to
3: me, uh, that my work can actually reach people in that way, uh, because, yeah, I just, I just want to create cool stuff, but to, to end up motivating people in, in a different way that affects their life in a positive way, that, that means the world to me, and contributes to, like, why I do this. Yeah, Yeah. and it,
1: Go ahead Lauren? No, 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 you go. Okay, cuz I'm just trying to make sure I I I'm talking every once in a while so, you know, people remember me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um Sorry. anyway, um, I told you as, I ramble too. <laughs> it's okay. I I don't want to interrupt anyone either, but um, you know, uh sometimes like it just question guess question guess and like, you know, I'm I I start daydreaming or something, but like all artists do that, <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, um I'm
3: Yeah, daydreaming um, during my <laughs> Passionate. Not not. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like how you know how dare. Anyway, um, so yeah, as 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 Lauren and I have been around like just general content communities, um, for a long time, and it's nice to hear, you know, because sometimes the actors don't really realize that, or or frankly care that like what kind of impression their their work is making, and it's just a paycheck or just something they got typecasted for, and you know, they don't remember it. And, um, you know, you kind of can't hold that face um, or it's, it's hard to get through a whole convention when people are just like, oh, my God, you did the thing from the thing. And you're just like, yep, I it's my job. And then you just like it's it's kind of disheartening. And um, so it's nice to see that someone that it's nice to see the genuinality, if that's a word, of just like the other. Perspective no, of you. an I actor.
3: You. I so, mean, it helps that I like I, I just grew up in those communities. Right. I, yeah. I feel for those, yeah. for the other actors, too, where, like, I mean, they have other passions, right? It might not be this, and they do view it as a paycheck. And, and honestly, there are a lot of things that I, I did do voiceover for that I don't really care for. I just mm-hmm. happen to be lucky enough or, or uh, I don't know, like, not, it, it's, there's, there's a fair amount of luck, I'd say, that I, that I got, that I happen to book all these really cool characters. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some people might not even get one right um -hmm. but like for every single one that I that I can that that means a lot to me because I I grew up with it or something uh like those are going to stick with me right that's why I have a big list because throughout (laughs) my life I, I I played video games I watched cartoons and so it yeah I get it
2: yeah yeah, again, like it's so great to hear those hear stories of like somebody where I was a fan and now here I am being the very thing that I was a fan of. And you're on the other side and you can empathize with with the fandom people because you were there at one point too and honestly, you never really leave that, especially when you go into into voice acting for stuff like this, and it's stuff that you're passionate about. You're still just as much a fan, <laughs> like like one of them. They just you just happen to be on the other side of the, on the other side of the autograph table or anything like that. It's, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, yeah, I can't I it, can't even imagine what goes through their heads sometimes <laughs> when they're not uh sorry like other actors who, who aren't as familiar. I like I actually feel bad rather than like remorseful for them because like they're <laughs> out of their element you know like this is, it's it's they're out of their element and and they know that people are judging them and like sometimes people quiz them on stuff but it's not
1: oh, their job to really
3: know <laughs> the deep lore of everything right like, right so, right it's like so I'm that and then to they com- know to the when voice. people are judging <laughs> them too i just feel bad
2: that made me think the other day. Uh, I guess Eric Idle was under fire for not remembering. Oh yeah, I remember uh, this because it was the, uh, there was a whole debacle about somebody sharing a picture of Figment from uh, from Journey into uh, Journey into Imagination from Epcot uh, Disney World, and uh, and he at one point he, so I guess he responded to that picture saying, I you know I loved working with Don Rickle. so he mistakenly thought the picture of a purple dragon with those horns. Uh, was the dragon from Quest for Camelot, which he voiced. It was a two-headed dragon with, um, oh, no. with Don Rickles. Don Rickles was My the other head. Nightmares. And, so and so somebody uh, had you know, corrected him saying, you know, that's Figment. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't really remember Figment. I'm sorry. And it's because <laughs> he, mind you, he was at a live actor working in a green screen. He didn't really see, you know, he couldn't really right. see the Figment exactly. as he was working. And people had him under fire (laughs) for all these things, and and so and so he finally lashed. He finally just said, "You know, it's straight. Like, sorry to use the profanity, but it's like, you know, it's it's like just to be clear to everybody, I can't see the like the dragon. I can't see the imaginary little fucker on the screen."
3: funny it's it's true sometimes we don't we don't know what our characters look like until it comes out and sometimes we don't even know that it comes out so exactly like you have to like i happen to be a video game fan right so i'm watching for these release dates but otherwise like the job is done you don't look for the yeah
2: yeah i'm like he's staring at like a golf ball on a string and that gets green screened out to be figment. Okay. That's pretty much what happens. (laughs) So it's, (laughs) and, and, and the fact is that, but there were so many more people that, than people bashing him, uh, that stood in support of him saying, you know, like the fact that you had this long and storied, career where you have to where you have to go wait which purple dragon did I work with you know mm-hmm. going like how many purple dragons work with well he's had a long long enough history where it's okay you know he, it's kind of surprising how many purple dragons he's worked with you know it's yeah <laughs> so um so I'm like guy, guy was in Monty Python cut him some slack <laughs> he's he's been around a while so
3: yeah and it, honestly it's also hard like just related to that When people ask you to say a very specific line uh, from a character, Mm -hmm. and sometimes like it's it's very hard to remember what line and how you said it and everything uh, from one session where you said the exact same line multiple times and you don't know which which one they actually used for the final, unless Mm -hmm. you go and watch that thing like along with any other fan when it comes out, it's like it's it's not uh. It's, like, something you have to actually actively do as an actor uh, to to know how to say some lines. And sometimes, yeah. like, I've seen people, uh, you know, react in certain ways. Like, how do you not know? It's, like, a very popular line. for, Or, like, y- you say it all the time. It's, like, well, they don't say it all the time. They, they like, said it uh, – well, they said it several times that one day and that one hour, and then a select was chosen and then put into the mix – and then you hear it all the time if you play the character, but that's not them saying that line every time that you, you make your game exactly. character do that. That's just you know, they they play that line <laughs> often in the tech. So it's exactly it's interesting.
2: Yeah, I think that's another thing with like with anime projects in particular, and how many voice actors are repeat are, are repeat actors for, you know, millions of projects and um uh, and so you know, you'd have different VAs going into all of these for English dubs and stuff. And then if the moment they go to a convention and somebody asks them to voice, you know, to again, like you said, recite a line from one episode of a show where they've done thousands of shows yeah, and movies exactly. and dubs, where they have all they have to do is get in there and they have to record lines, and then they, you know, again, you know, the editor picks whatever. Cut mm-hmm. whatever take is the best, and then they—that's what they work with. When it could have been like a million bloopers. When I think about like a uh, Ace Attorney's bloopers yeah. that got put up on YouTube, like those—I uh, mean, that's a lot of them just goofing around too. But when you think about how many times that, not even included in those reels, that they probably flubbed lines or or ad libbed lines at that may have worked better in the episode, or you just don't no, know exactly.
3: Ad libs is a good point too, because like sometimes you just make something up. if if, if the character and uh, the production calls for that. Like if you, Mm -hmm. sometimes some inspiration comes to you in that moment you say something and, you know, you move on. It's, it's, it's like asking, hey, what did you say at lunch, like, three days ago to, to Sarah at 3 p.m.? <laughs> or, you know, lunch at 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, I, I
2: barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Yeah, and you're exactly. asking me to <laughs> It's
3: like, um, you, you, you as an actor end up finding creative ways to, like, be polite and, like, asking for better reference or something like, can you remind me what that sounds like? <laughs> you know, like, uh, do you have video on your phone or something? Or, I don't know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's again, it's a situation where, like, the, the phrase or the fan, the fan knows the material better than than the voice actor does, where they're like, look, I didn't, they know all the stuff about the character even i didn't know you know because <laughs> they they because they go in and do the research on these characters and it's like i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just doing the voice <laughs> i'm not yeah. the character
3: i am just oh putting god voice don't make me character. go down that <laughs> <laughs> oh no and, and yeah, i know that's been a recent discussion I uh, cannot yeah tell the difference <laughs> but but yeah. for the most part the, the fans are good uh Honestly, like, uh, it's something that actors going to conventions need to, like, remind themselves of. Like, even with these interviews, we answer a lot of the same questions over and over and over and over and over and over. And, you know, you can't be, like, bored or, or whatever, like, oh, I've, I've answered this a million times. <laughs> because, like, that's, that sucks, right? Nobody wants to, to hear that. Uh, it, it's, it's their first time hearing it. Like, a, yeah. mm-hmm. a fan coming up to you and asking this question, they genuinely just want to know. And so, like, you can't ever get pissed off at them over any of these things for not knowing things that you do. It's it's the same thing both ways, right? They they, they don't know mm-hmm. how it works. They can't, like, maybe they'll be disappointed in the moment and then that disappoints you as an actor, but they don't know any better either, so. Yeah. Uh, it just goes both ways. My point is, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you just need to remind yourself as well.
2: Yeah. I say it's like approach everything like you're a Disney cast member. For somebody, somewhere, if you're going to get like a character meet and greet, especially. For someone, somewhere in that crowd, it's their first time visiting, first time meeting you, first time asking you questions. And you have to approach every, everybody like that. It's because you never know. It could be their first visit. It could be their first time exactly. ever asking the question, and that's how you have to treat it. So you just gotta get. You you mm-hmm. just have to take that it's all. It's about in stride. empathy.
3: It's about empathy. Mm-hmm. Like just putting yourself in their shoes. And yeah, this is they like especially at like anime conventions. Sometimes like people who like to attend are very very shy. Like it took mm-hmm. a lot out of them just to go to that place. Right. Just to be around so many people, and so, and and to go into a line and and so much courage to raise their voice to speak to you, uh, an actor in one of their most favorite projects, uh, and yeah, maybe they'll call you by the character name at first um, because that's how they know you, and it's a little bit socially awkward or something like that. But you have to understand that. You know, sometimes it, it just, just takes so much for them to do that and I appreciate those moments honestly I really appreciate it and you can always tell like there are people mm-hmm. who like look down the entire time their hands oh. are shaking they, their voice <laughs> is quivering they like stutter mm-hmm. a lot and they can't even get the words out and they apologize a bunch and you just have to be patient with that um, yeah. and grateful that someone put in that much effort just to say hi to you um, and just to say thank you to you, I, I mean, I'm I'm so grateful for that. So, yeah, that's my point.
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess what we can do is, uh, I guess go towards a more technical angle. I did I did take a peek at one of, one of your videos that you were walking through your 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 equipment setup but I feel like for oh, those okay. who have yeah. not seen it okay, by the way really nice setup I dig the lights uh <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you
0: the lights it's, are important um,
2: <laughs> 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 I'm like it's an aesthetic I'm like I dig it I love it and uh, but I was gonna say for for those who uh, who want to get in and in, in to voice acting or just don't know where to start what tools and programs uh and even devices do you recommend to use for voice acting?
3: Uh, okay, so if you're just starting out, I honestly recommend anything just to get you practicing. Like there are free programs out there like Audacity and even a headset mm-hmm. mic are, are good to start if you just want to like, you know, record stuff, play yourself back, get used to hearing the sound of your voice and doing that. Uh, what I oh, personally yeah. use uh, is like if you saw that video, it's it's a little pricey. But um, I'll, but I use <laughs> Adobe Audition. Uh, I have the RME Babyface Pro FS interface. I have a Sennheiser MKH four sixteen like boom microphone, and I have the Neumann U eighty seven condenser microphone, which I like use for different types of things. Um, for like really, uh, like heavy animation, like moving a lot and stuff, I'll use the Neumann U eighty seven. And for things that need to feel more real, or like you're out on a battlefield, or like it's supposed to be film-like, I'll use that the Sennheiser Mph Four Sixteen. Um, and then yeah, of course I have like lights in there and stuff. And I <laughs> honestly, I, I say it in the video, and it's it's kind of a joke, but also kind of serious. Like if like surround yourself with things that make you happy or feel confident or whatever like if it's a, an aesthetic thing like for me sometimes sometimes you know seeing pretty colors just makes me happier and like puts me in a better mood and if you're if you're acting you have to be confident in in that even if you're oh, playing yeah. someone that's not confident you just you need to feel comfortable I think comfortable is yeah. most more uh, like a better term than like confident you need to feel comfortable mm-hmm. uh, whatever yeah. brings out your best so it's okay to, like, add aesthetics around your workspace. Um, Yeah, I hope that answers the question.
2: Oh, yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, Because, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, to go back to your point of, yeah, being comfortable, yeah, like, even if it's just being, it's being comfortable in your abilities and being comfortable where you're recording it all, just to make sure that you're getting the absolute best work that you can put out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, like, yeah, it's, it's almost, like, self-care in a way oh it is like making sure it's it's, you make sure as long as you're happy then you'll be able to make the best stuff
3: yeah so uh and yeah that's like a new thing too that i put together because of quarantine because we're not going to studios right now uh because um you know there's like a virus going around and like
1: yeah i think i heard something about spitting over a microphone
3: (laughs) is probably and like sharing that same very enclosed room, <laughs> was just not the best idea. So yeah, I invested in a space in my home, but uh, no, that's great. It's, it's very expensive. Uh, I was paying it off for a while. I guess it's as long as it's what you know, keeps you safe. But in, in, yeah,
2: I think what's cool, though, is that all these kinds of setups are good for the long run, because of in the event of anything happening like that. Uh, Even if it isn't a pandemic, it may be just a case where oh, I can't make it into the studio. I could use this though, and I can still send in the work that way. Exactly. Um, That way, it's it's efficient either way.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but still costly. So, (laughs) because like it's not the same. (laughs) Like it's it's just not the same as like a industrial studio, like meant for really high quality production, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that things get better soon there's like a vaccine out so we'll see yeah.
1: yeah i'm hoping you know stop hoping for the summer like you know i'd like to get back on the west coast and like live life again you know that'd be fun uh-huh. so it's just like i feel like this is like the like it's just groundhog's day and i feel like it's just the longest sick day where it just like nothing happens until oh, like no yeah so is that how it feels for you lauren
2: yeah well it's, it's funny because i remember uh, it, it was perfectly summed up I think it was like a TikTok too that summed it up was everybody's mood in March when they said oh we get to you know our work sending us you know home we don't have to be in the office for like two weeks or something like that oh this is going to be great we have so much time we can just we can you know we don't have to worry about driving and stuff you know we got all this time on our hands uh, but we better use it wisely and then here we are almost a year later <laughs> and it's it's yeah. It, Are we there yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, I personally, at least with my experience, I used to make long freaking commutes five days a week that, to the point where I was just, I was so unhappy because then I would come home, i barely have any time for myself at the end of the day.
0: Actually, me too. Because the commutes yeah. would be
2: really long. Yeah, long so, days. and then it drains you because you're going out there. It takes out a lot out of you. Especially in LA, you gotta commute and when you commute it drains you. And so by the time you actually get to work, you're like, Okay, gotta try and reset myself as much as possible.
1: Where is the coffee? To, like,
2: exactly. <laughs> down like three three whole jugs of it. Anyway, <laughs> pots. um but uh, Jugs of coffee and then by, just, I, yeah, I just need jugs, jugs of coffee. And it's it's I mean I I mean considering I have certain a certain level of caffeine sensitivity I mean maybe in the day it doesn't bother you so much but I can't have it at night right before bed yeah I'm
1: the same even though I do it anyway (laughs)
2: it's like I shouldn't downs a cup of coffee before bed anyway (laughs) um but um but yeah and then at the end of the day you're tired from work and then you got to commute all the way back across town and battle the traffic and all the people that don't know how to drive sitting in the set traffic that make the traffic even worse (laughs) um but it's not not naming names but (laughs) but it's so much not that that I mean not that I can name thousands and thousands of people but (laughs) but it's like um but yeah it's at the end of the day and then it gets just really draining so what's been nice is being able to be trusted enough to work at home by my office and which has been great because we've been able to be even more efficient because then we can even start our days earlier if we wanted to uh and be done sooner and and then you still have some time to be able to have time for yourself at the end of the day um Mm -hmm. without feeling like oh i gotta trek trek across town trek back over after working nine plus hours
1: this is (laughs) fine (laughs) this is fine
2: So, so i'm like i've actually been like grateful for being able to be home to work on stuff but yeah I do miss like every other aspect of going out like I like I freaking miss going well first of all out to eat it's kind of (laughs) nice um but I mean yeah LA reopened up restaurants again but I'm not not gonna bother with that for a while it's too cold anyway like why would you people been out there you guys it's freezing so anyway (laughs) um but uh but yeah it's
3: otherwise i've I, it, it is there's, suddenly ben- cold. there's benefits or it was suddenly very hot and then back to cold winter yeah yeah and my
2: funny. my allergic asthma picked up because of that i swear it oh, was like no. it, yeah so i'm like even now it's like i'm like trying not to be wheezy because i'm like i'm not sick it's just it's just my asthma <laughs> womp
0: womp. but yeah um Hope you're
2: okay but yeah i'm okay I'm fine. It's good. Okay, it's good. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Otherwise, I, I I think there's advantages and disadvantages to being at home. Obviously, there's gonna be. It's just that way with everything, and it's just taking it in stride. But I like that I've been able to have more time to be able to do stuff outside of work that I really like doing and having fun with. So there's that.
3: <laughs> that's really great. I think that's important. I think yeah, honestly, that's 2020 my, that's 2020 my made self-care all is working on stuff, reflect on our life mm-hmm. lives and. Yeah, I guess we talked about it earlier, but adapt and make things better for ourselves the way that we could.
2: Oh, yeah. It's about yeah, survival. Uh, making the best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, and actually I feel like in a lot of ways, it, because of how we had to adapt, it in a lot of ways it seems to be working out for better for efficiency and for people to have more opportunities because you don't have travel as a, restriction so now everything's being run through remote kind of stuff so i mean while we can still do stuff in person uh there's still at least the option at the very least it's an option to be able to do remote and i'm honestly grateful
3: for it not having to commute Mm -hmm. anymore yeah i made some pretty big life decisions through that pandemic so
2: (laughs) woo. yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say we did have an episode where we talked about um where we talked about soul and I, and I pointed out it came out at the exact perfect mm-hmm. time because everybody was like you said we were being all reflective about the year we had just experienced mm-hmm. and to have that happen around Christmas time end of the year we were at that's at, at that point the nine month mark uh, a little over nine months uh of being in a pandemic and having to deal with that and have everybody reevaluating their life choices in the middle of it all and going like maybe this is what I can do with my life and uh not so much as having a purpose but as just being able to live it and figuring out how else you can do it what to make you know how to make the most of it so um yeah it's it's been very retrospective
1: that's a that's a nice way to put it I don't really have anything else to add so I'm
2: just kind of <laughs> <killing>. <laughs> I guess uh I, I guess what we can do is in that that we're, we're kind of like in a in an introspective looking point right now I guess what I could ask is do you have any advice you'd like to share with anybody that listens here that w- would like to become a voice
1: actor or even, like, a competitive gamer, too, because like we have, we have <laughs> a lot of gamer. voice actors, yeah, yeah, so, but sure. we never have any
3: gamers. So. I mean, I could cover both. <laughs> it's kind of the same advice anyway. Yeah, go ahead, do both. Um, some of it might sound cliche, but honestly, follow your dreams. Do anything it takes to make it happen. You know, reasonably. Be smart about it. Yeah, but like, I was going to be like, don't <laughs> murder people, kid. I was told... I'd outgrow video games. I was told I'd outgrow cartoons. And now I have professions in both. And I love my life interacting with fans and, and spreading the word like this through this podcast. So, you know, it's, I think it's worth, uh, yeah, but you got to do the work. It's not easy. You can't just like do it no matter what and like sacrifice everything. Uh, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta take the time to reflect in between make sure you're on the right path. Uh, you gotta study up. Like, seriously, you got to study and you have to keep studying and the grind never stops. But that's a good thing because mm-hmm. the meta is, oh, is no. never static. Yeah. You always have to adapt. Like you hear those commercials on the radio and they used to be like, uh, come on down to buy three for the price of one. But now everyone tunes that out because that's like, that's the sound of a commercial. And if, and the point of a commercial is to sell something, right? So, so the meta has changed. So now it's more like, Hey, have you heard of this product? it's a wild check it out it's super relatable it's like a friend posted on mm-hmm. Instagram <laughs> yeah um, exactly and so things are always going to change and you always have to be learning and, and you know paying attention working on your skills no matter how like no matter where you are in life with that and that applies to anything so yeah
2: so, yeah, yeah absolutely I I, I'd like to point out as a side note the moment you try to do that the salesperson voice I'm like, uh, I, like careful your Katie killjoy is showing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though it's uh but yeah it's it's the uh yeah it, it it's so important to be able to to care about what you do and and it, again like it's, i I was even talking with uh with Rachel the other day saying you, you just gotta love what you do
0: mm-hmm.
2: if you want to be make sure you're putting out the best stuff and uh it's it yeah it it matters a whole lot and again like yeah study up make sure you know what you're doing <laughs> what you're yeah. getting yourself into like take classes uh, there are
3: online classes now watch youtube videos mm-hmm. yeah actually i would content. say there's even
2: there's even uh there's even master class uh nancy cartwright has a class on master class uh on on oh neat her, like, i didn't know that yeah, on voice acting 101. And she actually has some really great tips on there. I was listening to her stuff the other day. Um, uh, and you can, and you can give a masterclass a try. It's, uh, I, it, it tends to run a little bit more expensive, but I had like a, it was like, I was gifted a membership for my birthday last year and been using it for cooking classes and then Nancy Cartwright. And then I have a David Lynch class. I still got to go through, uh, for storytelling. Uh, <laughs> so there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but, uh, but yeah, no, she has a really great, really great class, where actually, I want to say over, more than 50% of it is her, anime, as her, but as an animated counterpart.
0: Oh, nice! <laughs> Which is,
2: so I'm like, somebody somebody was it was paid to animate a, a Nancy Cartwright caricature for it, so that way she could do the voice acting stuff. Uh, and then I guess they also make, as part of it, a um, kind of like a sample show, so that she can show how to do different voices for different three different characters in a show. Uh, all different personalities and and uh, you know uh, different tones and how to be able to do it as one person. She even teaches you how to do if you're having to read if you're having to dub over something, for example, in a different language. And there may be sometimes you have to say something in a different language and how to use phonetics to and and understand the dialogue in another language. You know, see the translation you know read it out or write out the phonetics of that line so that and then listen to how the line is read in the original dub that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. there's like so it's almost like teaching yourself another language while at the same time you're just trying to emulate it as best as possible um (laughs) so she has a lot of great tips on there sorry to ramble but that it just because I realize a lot of people didn't know that there was a class of that on there And I would say uh, D. Bradley Baker has really excellent re- resources as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I believe he has his, I want to be his a voice website.
3: com. I highly yes. recommend it.
1: Um, yeah. Out of curiosity, how do you get into, like, competitive gaming, like, just generally? Um, do you just, like, go to meetups and stuff like that?
3: Yeah. Um. So, obviously, with the <laughs> pandemic, things are different now. But, <laughs> but back in the day... um. It usually starts with just like a passion for a specific game, so I've done it with Smash, I've done it with Pokin i I've done it with many games, but those two in particular stand out. So I'll use Pokin as an example. Pokken okay. is a uh, it's a video game that was based off of Pokémon and Tekken. It's basically like a Pokémon mm. fighting game, um, and it was something I started playing for fun because I was just, you know, really focused on work and school or like whatever. Um, really focused on, on stuff. So I wanted just a recreational activity. So so I I took on uh, PokeN and I played it so much. Uh, I started ranking up on their like online... There's like a... Like you can play on Wi-Fi and there's like a ranking system. And I played it a lot and just like kept ranking up. And then uh, I was like... I think I was... I don't know. I was posting about it on social media. And someone reached out to me, like a friend reached out to me. And they were like, hey, you know, they do... They do locals, like local tournaments of this game uh, at this one location. And like, it was actually kind of far for me, but I was like, oh, that sounds pretty fun. I'll check it out sometime. They do it every week. Uh, so I checked it out. I, did, I didn't I did like win it, but I did pretty well. Um, and they were like, that was so much fun. Faye, you got to come back next week. And I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, I kind of like this. I'll, I'll come back next week. And then I came back enough times that it just became a thing. <laughs> um I I started placing higher and higher. Uh I would win some tournaments and then That's I was like traveling because like you you kind of like get to know your community as like it's like a family, like any other hobby, right? If you have like a club or or anything like that. It's basically mm-hmm. like a club. Um I got to know them very well and uh you kind of get addicted to the the rush like it's you you want oh, to yeah, see if yeah. you can do better than the last time that you performed uh in in this tournament and and you want to root for your friends too and then so when they announce things like regional tournaments where you know people from further away meet at one location and then you know national tournaments global tournaments like you always want to root for your crew and it's just like a whole experience that's that's like nothing else uh, and it's that community that means so much to me. Uh, I, I love that about competitive gaming. And so that's kind of how I got into it. it. It always starts with just like, I love this game. Oh, hey, other people like this game. Oh, hey, now we're <laughs> like competing in this game. Oh, now it's like real serious. There's like money on the line and stuff. <laughs> oh, now nah. Oh, stop. and like people, people from all over the world coming to Evo, for example, like people from. Oh God, I have so many stories, but this would be a whole other podcast. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, so I won't go into <laughs> okay. it. But I'll just say briefly, like I went to Japan, and oh, Japan wow. has like these beautiful, amazing arcades that are like several, several stories of, uh, like arcade cabinets and stuff wow. like that. Like it's all like the arcades. They are nothing like the U.S. It's so different. It's it's like imagine like a several story. I don't know, Sears or something. I can't think of a good example. Um, (laughs) Where it's all like video games, like rhythm games, fighting games, whatever, all kinds of games. Um, So I went there and I sat down at one of the Poken arcade cabinets and I just made some friends there. Uh, And so like during my little travels over in Japan, I I made some local friends who liked the game and then I saw them again at the global uh, tournament at EVO. And at that global tournament at EVO, I, I knew like those Japanese players. I knew the players that were local to me and any other players I met during my travels for the regional tournaments to the point where I realized I was kind of like a bridge. And so I did exactly that. Like, I, uh, the EVO usually happens in Vegas. So I, I booked like a restaurant and brought everybody together and not everybody could speak the same language but everybody knew PokeN, so it was i don't know it was a good time and then we all just kind of crowded into small hotel rooms and played in there even if after the tournament or you know between the days of the tournament so i don't know those are the best moments of competitive gaming for me uh so i'm i'm really happy to be part of an esports team now i just announced it four days ago um, oh, that was the thing. Okay. Yes, yes. So I'm part of an eSports team now, but as a content creator. So I don't really compete anymore, and it's hard to compete anyway because you can't go to any, you know, live events. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm very happy to just, like, represent and talk about things like this. Like, why competitive gaming is so cool to me and sharing that with the world and streaming and, and just gaming and having like, just vibing with people who come into the chat, etc., and yeah, I'll be Oh, that sounds so, on so nice. Oh, it's so nice. It really is. I'm just like, uh, it's a
1: little sideway. I was debating on saying it, but I'll just so, um, so you must get hit on quite a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd <laughs> say like any <laughs> typically male-dominant hobby that, that tends to happen, but...
1: I'm just like, oh no, poor you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I
3: have to, like, bring a bat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's funny cause like, I can't think of, I didn't really date within the community.
1: It's probably a, that's probably a good rule. Yeah. <laughs> Not I, to be any like stereotypical, but you know, um, you know, it can, it can make things messy from what I've heard. So.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it also depends on the maturity levels of people, you know, yeah. like when I think about it, I think of I like that. years ago, right. I was like a, like a, a very young girl getting hit on by older people and it's just like weird right it's not it's not okay um but i don't know like i i imagine it's it's kind of like work relationships later on yeah if you're like older and mature about it it's probably fine but yeah you know you gotta manage drama people like to talk people like to make drama but Mm -hmm. it's those are some of my least favorite parts of communities like that. But that that's not just competitive gaming. That's, like, all communities, right?
2: That's it. This is every yeah. community, unfortunately.
1: Maybe we need to do a podcast about that sometime, Lauren. Just, like, awkwardly turning, turning like, some of the grosser, g- grosser bronies down or something like that. <laughs>
3: <sighs> there you go. In a nice like- way. In a nice way. <laughs>
2: I came to BronyCon to have a good time, and honestly, I'm feeling so attacked right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's a, uh, I, I try to employ the empathy thing I mentioned earlier about fans to all uh-huh. situations, right? So, so mm-hmm. sometimes you know, some dudes are just like really socially awkward about how they like um, like they they love. A video game like they're very very passionate about a game and because Mm -hmm. of that passion it's so rare to come across other people even just friends like just friends of the same gender that um they they can share that love with and Mm -hmm. if they happen to be attracted to to females and they come around like that's that's just like a whoa what i could i could talk freely and be myself around this person that that i have a crush on now it's like it's just it, what, it's, what is girl what is girl this does not compute and so so <laughs> awkward things happen and sometimes they'll say things that just just really don't need to be said just like it's like why do you say that don't don't say that but sometimes they just don't know any better and so yeah. you, you yeah. as the girl just kind of like I don't know. It depends. You it's can. It's okay, Pat. Pat. You, I'm yeah, you can. Too. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm definitely like, I'm definitely awkward. Like, you could see it on my streams, but you know, you can <laughs> learn to, you can, you can learn to, uh, I don't know, recognize social cues and stuff and work on that. And that's, right, that's just another one of those things that you you grind in life. You know, <laughs> you can do it in your oh. own style, but. Oh oh like my God, how, yeah, just like do even how just doing even how
2: I interact with people, yeah, even how I interact with people is like I tend to like I'll start a conversation with somebody, or somehow the conversation ends up involving me, and I start talking to people, and then I go, oh, by the way, I'm, you know, <laughs> just introducing myself at that point because it's almost like feeling people out first. Oh yeah, I mean, that's just yeah. how I feel but comfortable. That's it's kind of like I don't even think yeah. that that's
3: such a bad thing.
2: Yeah, it's just because it just makes you you're kind of like almost like doing a little. It's like doing a vibe check and making sure <laughs> Um that you yeah. know Oh, are you cool if I can continue con- conversing with you? Okay, cool. By the way, I'm <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Did you ever Lauren out of curiosity, did you get hit on a, did you get hit on on that last Brony Con or did you avoid that or?
2: Uh luckily I didn't have to face really any of that. I think there were more of just like the in community teasing, but it was, you know, of the people that, you know, shippers galore they'll ship everybody with everyone yeah uh, that's but, fair. It's, but that's <laughs> a, but that's just true, all in good true, true, jest true. and I play along with it and it's just yeah it's all good fun uh but fortunately no I didn't have to experience it and then I then, then again I was with a lot of uh of friend groups and stuff like that at that point and jumping around from friend group to friend group uh with different little I, I guess just like little social dynamics are all different there so um so I really didn't have to worry so much about that uh i do have something to not say it hasn't though,
3: kp related to that when you're finished, oh sure right? go ahead well are you uh, oh, oh. Yeah, no you go ahead go right on ahead. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, was,
1: I was everyone's pretty much just so polite <laughs> okay well
3: um yeah so so similar to what i said about how like dudes will be very excited that they get to share this passion with you know someone that they're attracted to. I I just generally want to say like I as a female would love to see more diversity in, in uh in these gaming communities. Uh, mm-hmm. so personally like I'm I'm very excited to be part of an esports team and like hopefully represent in that way just by just by doing these things. Like I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. like preach about anything, but just just be visible like oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, I want I want you know, young girls to see that and be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's so that's so sick! Like, I want to do that too. I can do I that. I didn't know yeah, that was like, a, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they'll at least try it out. I want to see more female coders, like all kinds of things like that that are yeah. mostly oh, yeah. male dominant. That I think I'd, I'd love to see more, more like women express themselves in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: yeah, it's yeah. I'm, I'm
2: oh, excited go ahead, Lauren. No, I was just saying yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> was I was just going to
1: say, and that's that's something that's slowly cha- changing within the animation community, is it, 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 mm-hmm. it's been traditionally a male-dominated, mm-hmm. like, you know, male animators, you know, that kind of thing, and it's slowly shifting to um, to to be equal, and more females are in art schools right now, so we'll eventually probably be female-driven, and I'm kind of excited for that, but, you know, and then... <laughs> We're finally starting to get our first showrunners with like you know Star verses and um, mm-hmm. other people I can't think of off the top of my head. Yeah. But but yeah, go run shows, girl power or however you identify power. Good for you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Especially in when it comes to storytelling, right? Like mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. always like dudes telling their impression of what a wo- woman thinks in their show or whatever, right? Yeah. Like yeah. this is this is great. Like seeing seeing more variety. <laughs> Oh yeah,
2: yeah. It was kind of like what happened with uh, what I feel like happened with the um, when you have instances like uh the movie Brave, where originally uh Brenda Chapman was directing it and leading the story on it, and I, technically speaking, I believe that's why the first twenty minutes of, of Brave are the strongest of the entire film. Because after that, <laughs> when she got dethroned and uh, uh and had a guy replace her as the leading as the leading director. Um, that everything fell apart after that. Yeah, That's a great Brave example. Brave is
1: kind of <laughs> yeah. Brave is kind of the um, the best of the of what we could have potentially got given the circumstances, kind of thing. So every, I mean, she's I don't know, like she's technically part of the Disney princess line, whatever. But I just I don't really care for Mer- Merida, so mm-hmm. like you know, whatever. Like if she helps like young Scottish girls like learn how to archer or whatever, God bless them, <laughs> but you know. she's basically like you know she's just like another like jasmine too except this like very similar and doesn't get aladdin at the end or something so Mm -hmm. yeah
2: but there's my hot take yeah i like i liked her better in the first 20 minutes because then at the point where she tried to poison her own mother at the risk of poisoning her own mother that's where i'm like "Mm, you lost me there honey no i'm just you don't just take food from strangers and give it to your mom thinking it's gonna this will be when fine you change your fate hey didn't you realize that changing your fate means like literally anything can change things and what if that ended up being that your mother died and then you had to like i'm like i'm just saying it's like mm-mm. no Disney I don't.
1: princess
3: or murderer so. <laughs>
2: that's it like it, it rubbed me the yeah, wrong way I'm and i'm pretty I could sure i saw that movie, movie after and that.
3: i just it's kind of unmemorable <laughs> Well, it's because they took
2: the other half of the story from Brother Bear, which did it a lot better, because guess what? The story about in Brother Bear is supposed to make sense because the bears have a purpose. There are no bears in Scotland, okay? Uh, there, I said it. There are no bears in Scotland, so why did you have to have bears I'm in Scotland? i
1: offended
2: for the bears. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. And it's such a shame because they're really nicely animated bears in, in Brave 2, but they it didn't make sense. And I don't care if the original running title was The Bear and the Bow. Like, it was just so mm-hmm. felt like the first 20 minutes, you could have run with that whole tangent that you had going there, and then, then it diverged into something else entirely, and it felt like an entirely different story after that. And I'm like, no, I, I could go on about that, and I'm not going to, but. I could.
1: Okay, Um. I guess we should wrap unless this becomes... Yeah, like the, thank you so <laughs>
3: much. The,
1: the thank Brave Brand so Podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you so much for <laughs> yeah, coming. Thank you so and, much. Yeah, you know, I guess comment below or whatever if you want to hear our bad hit on by guys stories in, in, in nice <laughs> ways or how to deal with that or, you know, how to... Maybe
2: we just have, like, a group of people. We have Faye come back. We have a few other people come back and all share stories. Like, here's the do's and don'ts of of, of, of When this, you're of hitting on girls...
3: <laughs> that be a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay yeah i will i will keep that in mind because that might also be fun for people to listen to and just like as long as you know we're we are we are compassionate for the people who are just a little bit socially awkward you know i think that's the mm-hmm. big thing and not naming names and stuff like that so mm-hmm.
3: yeah and it's no, okay right, to be um, socially awkward you just need to put an yeah. effort to, to try to learn so nobody's yeah we believe hurt in you. through that yeah yeah <laughs> So, so Fe, gonna, where,
1: can, yeah, where can people yeah, ask you? See.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so, beat you to it. Ha-ha. So, uh, check me out on Twitter, fame at twitter.com slash fayemata, Um, Check me out on, I guess I'm going to be on YouTube soon. So, youtube.com slash fayemata, Uh, And I stream live on Twitch right now twitch.tv slash I stream every week several times a week. Perfect.
2: Go follow her on their people it's like so she you likes get pinged every something. time she's on. <laughs>
3: um
1: all right, and that's um that's And all check I out I my IMDB
3: if you want to check out any <laughs> of the stuff and watch. Yeah, you know, the stuff, completely
2: chronologically co- correct IMDB.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Totally correct. It's just nice Was to have an IMDB. Like it sounds like, you know.
3: Honestly, yeah, I'm surprised how much the industry uses it.
1: Well, I mean, it's,
2: it's, it's a helpful database to have, you know, as long as the information's correct. <laughs> yeah. Knock
3: on wood. I'm pretty sure there are things in there that I'm not actually in that they, like, people think they hear me and they just add it. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. And there are things that I am in that I'm proud of that aren't on it, but, like, I don't know. I don't bother adding it. <laughs> uh, That's a mood. Well, but anyway. Well, thank you
2: so much. Thank you. Thank you so thank thank much you, again. Thank you. <laughs>
1: All right, yeah, and then if you want to listen to us, we're on the usual places in case you don't know that by now. So Spotify and iTunes or YouTube or whatever. New episodes every Wednesday for the most part. Uh, Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next show unless you're watching an older show. Watch all of them, please. We have a lot. Watch them all.
0: (laughs) Bye. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.